my dad started this store back in 1951, and uh, all of us kids started down here from a young age on, and I've probably been in, active in this store for the last 45 years. Well, you're right, it certainly is a hot topic. Uh, you do see it quite a bit on social media, and people are very passionate about it. Uh, you know, there's two sides to every story, and on this side, the first side is these fish, they're, they're not a sustainable resource if they're over-harvested. Uh, some of these big giant catfish, they take 30 to 40, 50 years to grow to size that they're going into these lakes. And it's something that's not gonna be reproduced quick. Uh, on the other side, you know, Pay Lakes, they provide a great opportunity for people to go catch a trophy fish who don't have that opportunity elsewhere. The Pay Lake is not the only problem that we have. The, the Pay Lake, yeah, they increase the demand for the big fish, but the commercial fishermen and the over-harvesting of the larger fish is what really puts the pressure on, the, on our species today. It takes a fish over five pounds to produce the eggs that we need to, to replenish our species. If they continue to take the larger species that produce the larger amount of eggs, then our species, the numbers are gonna decline rapidly. And that's what's happening today. Another issue we have um, with illegal harvest is the fact that there are a lot of people who cannot obtain valid state licenses that still go out and fish our, our public waters and they catch big giant catfish and they take them home. Um, it's not a, a topic that's uh, easy to discuss. Um, everybody wants to be politically correct, uh, but that's not my job here today. It's my job to tell the story. The only problem you've got is up at the dam, you've got a lot of illegal immigrants. Uh, they catch the, the bait fish, they'll eat them. Uh, they don't throw nothing back. They're taking all the breeding fish. They make a mess up there. Uh, and in defense of the DNR, they go up there and ticket them and they just throw the tickets in the trash. So. It's beginning to be a problem. Usually you could go up there and take somebody and fish for all summer long and everybody would catch fish, but they'll take everything out and eat it or take it home with them or just kill it. I don't know what the answer is to put a stop to it, but uh, it's a big problem that needs to be taken care of some way.
I'll never forget the time that I went to Spain uh, to catch the uh, European Wells Cat. I flew into Madrid and took a high-speed train down to uh, Toledo, where I fished the Tajo River. I had rented a room just 100 yards away from the dam of the river. Just below the dam was a deep hole that appeared to be at least 30 feet deep in some areas. So I was sure this section of the river would hold the mighty Wells catfish. I don't know, I hope I'm not just here wasting my time, but I mean, I'm having a good time. I came here all the way from the United States. I spent an enormous amount of time and resources. I spent three days scouting. I spent a day and a half just getting my fishing license. <laughs> Major challenge, just getting the license. But I'm here now, it's prime time. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. If there is big fish in here, we're gonna catch one. And if there's not, there's not. I've got three lines set, we're gonna give it all we got. Um, I was hoping to catch a giant Wells cat, but in fact, I, I should have gone north to the Rio Ebro. A year later, I was back in Spain. This time around, I rented a car and drove north to the Rio Ebro. It's a long drive to Caspa, Spain, but we didn't mind. It's such a beautiful scenic route that we enjoyed every minute of the journey. I had rented a room just a few hundred yards off the edge of the river, and once again I rigged my lines to the best of my ability in hopes of hooking up on a huge wells cat. I had also reserved a boat so I could begin to learn the layout of the river and where these mighty fish might be hanging out, just waiting to be caught. I fished for several days and had figured out that the fish were piled up in the channels and on the ledges of the channel. But by the time I had figured it all out, I had to go home empty-handed once again. I wasn't about to accept defeat on my mission to catch a giant Wells cat in northeastern Spain. So I readied all of my tackle and headed out for a third attempt. final attempt uh, to catch a giant Wells cat out of the Rio Ebro in northeastern Spain. I've uh, been here two times before and fallen short on the goal of, of catching this particular species, but um, I had to stop here in Madrid. I absolutely love Old Town Madrid, so I stopped here just to uh, kind of walk around and break up, the, break up the, the trip a little bit. It's been a long journey just to get here. And uh, so I got a little bit of food, and tomorrow morning I'm gonna rent a car. And uh, I think I've got about a four and a half or five hour drive uh, into Caspe. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow afternoon, uh, at this time, I'll have some lines set. And there's nothing like having some lines set as the sun is setting, because you know that those fish are gonna turn on, and hopefully we'll hook up. 
After a couple hours of driving, I decided to visit the Cathedral Basilica of Our Lady of the Pillar, a Roman Catholic church in the city of Saragossa, Aragon, Spain. The basilica venerates the Blessed Virgin Mary under her title, Our Lady of the Pillar, praised as the mother of Hispanic peoples by Pope John Paul II. These seashells are found throughout the various towns and villages in Spain. They are significant as they mark the pilgrimage routes leading to the shrine of St. James the Apostle in the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela, Spain, where the remains of the saint are buried. I myself have seen this catacomb with my very own eyes. It all started in Fatima, Portugal years ago, where my wife and I toured this pilgrimage route all the way to the cathedral in Santiago where I became a knight of the Portuguese royal house, but that is a whole other story. After leaving Saragossa, I continued northward on my journey back to the Rio Ebro in northeastern Spain. We ended up not making it to camp in time to fish that evening, so we got a good night's sleep then headed out first thing in the morning. this trip, I consulted with my close friend Steve Donegan to make sure I had the best possible chance of hooking up on a huge Wells catfish. Steve operates a professional catfishing service here on the Rio Ebro, much like I do back home on the Ohio River, so I knew I was in good hands. He suggested that we fish from the shore and run the baits out to them where they typically hang out during the day, which is the edge of the river channel in the deepest sections of the river.
Finally. Third trip. I knew the minute I get my sandwiches up. Third time. It's a charm, man. Put pressure on him. Get yeah. pressure on him. Get that rock down. Try and keep him under tension. He's swimming towards He's you. He's towards me. Now, if while you're fighting this fish, another rod goes. Oh, um, yeah. I can feel him head shaking now, man. He's trying to get off. He's shaking his head. If another rock goes while you're playing that one, I'll strike and just set it and then put it back to bigger. Okay. This could very well be my biggest catfish of my life right here. It is possible. It's possible. This could be the one that I've been seeking for a lifetime. Slow and steady wins the race, right here. Slow and steady. Yeah, we do. Because he is the first one. We are going to just slacken up a little bit, yeah? Okay, okay. 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 okay yeah, when it's not full of hook, right? We don't want to pull the hook. Getting tired, man. Getting tired. Arms cramping up. Oh, he's coming to the surface. He's coming to the surface. It's a big part. Yeah. Not what we came for. Typical carp fight. He's followed the lead all the way and now he's stopped. Now, now he's realizing he's hooked. But that is my biggest carp I've ever caught in my life right there. I'll tell you right now. It's a very nice, it's one of the, I bet it's probably the largest carp I've caught on uh, rod and reel before. So it was a, a nice fighting fish, beautiful fish. One of the prizes here in Europe. So we're gonna make sure that we put him back safely here and make sure other people get opportunity to catch him. And just like that, he gets to go back home and she Nobody else get a chance to enjoy that. Well, you know, this is my third and final attempt to catch a Wells cat here in northeastern Spain. You know, I finally hooked up, had a great fight. I was really hopeful, and, you know, it's a bloody carp, right? Not that I have anything against carp, but it's just not what I'm after. But I'm not here to pretend I'm the world's best angler. I'm just here to pit my skills, my 25 years of professional angling experience to the test against the world's most formidable opponents. The whiskerfish, the catfish species of the world, and the Wells cat has always been on the top of my list, on my bucket list, and um, it just hasn't happened yet. But how many times can you come to Spain for one species? Well, three was it for me, so. But I'm not giving up yet. We still have a half a day, so let's see what happens. We had a storm blow up, and all of a sudden, the rod just buries, and it just takes off. I always like fishing these storm fronts back home, and uh, sure enough, oh, it's a big fish, it's a big fish. 
this is a big fish. This is what we came here for. Right here at the last hour, man. Our trip ends this evening. We're about ready to wrap it up. And we hooked up. And it's a big one, man. Exactly what we came here for. Oh, man. This is a big fish, man. He's still running. He's still running. Been here a while now. I just want to, I just want to see this fish. Oh my gosh. Come on. Come on. And now it's starting to downpour. Hopefully we can get him in. I'm gonna get soaked, man. But I don't even care. I don't even care. There he goes, there he goes! Ah! Ah. Come on, come on. Come on. I was finally hooked up with a mighty Wells catfish, and after 10 minutes of fighting the fish, my arms were beginning to tire, but I was determined to land this fish. This is why I didn't want to be wasting a bunch of time wiping all of the rods in every time we rebaited, because I knew it was going to be a challenge, and I didn't want to burn my arms out, and they're already, this is why, right here. He's coming in now, he's probably about 40 meters out. headed this way. what I was hoping to find out. Sure enough, man, they're just like our flatheads back home. Except you catch a lot of them during the daytime. Oh, it's a monster, man. Yeah, man. All right, let me do the hook first of all. My biggest whisker fish ever, right here. And it took a Wells cat in northeastern Spain. Our biggest problem here is, is the illegal harvesting of the catfish and the carp. There's uh, certain groups here, uh, been caught by the police on numerous occasions, and each time they've been caught they've actually been released because there was no system in place to actually find them. Uh, now there is, and action's being taken, but these people have been taking fish out by the tons. I released my Wells cat, we got another strike. And my cameraman couldn't believe that I asked him to switch places. Let me have the camera, and I gave him the rod. I wanted him to have a memorable experience to take home for himself.
Hey Eddie, I think this is a good catch. It's good that you gave it, gave me the chance to to take it out. But I think it's a, it's gonna be bigger than yours. I can't believe that that the director told me to take a chance with to with the struggle with the rod that was on and I took it and I got this specimen really thankful for for the opportunity this fish it's a great experience big cat well well cat and now we're gonna release it 